0: their American dream. Thank you to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, and Spiritless. To Dine For The Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Spiritless supports the conscientious cocktailer who wants to live fully but drink differently. Their signature Kentucky 74 is a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails. It's zero alcohol, zero guilt, and just 15 calories per serving. Whether you go completely spiritless or go halfsies with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail, you can get your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use promo code TODINEFOR to get free shipping. Hi, everyone. This is To Dine For the Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Sullivan. Come with me as we meet the world's most innovative and brilliant minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is 14-year-old inventor Gitanjali Rao.
1: And it just didn't seem fair that I could have clean water to drink, but they couldn't.
0: When Gitanjali Rao was just nine years old, she watched the Flint water crisis play out on television. She couldn't believe more wasn't being done to help this community in crisis so she decided to do something herself. Her journey to invent a water-testing device that all Flint residents could use to test the safety of their water is incredible. Over the flavors of Mexican food in Colorado, Gitanjali shares more on her remarkable career as an inventor and the advantages of innovation as a teenager. Today I'm in Lone Tree, Colorado, on my way into a restaurant called Hacienda, known for Mexican flavors with altitude. I'm meeting a 14-year-old girl whose imagination and ingenuity will blow you away. I can't wait to meet her and see why she picked this as her absolute favorite restaurant. Gitanjali, how are you? It is so wonderful to meet you. Thank you for doing this. This is amazing. There aren't many 13-year-olds out there like Gitanjali Rao. In 2017, at the age of 11, she was named America's top young scientist. She's been recognized in Forbes 30 Under 30 for science and invention, and she has spoken all over the world, even given her own TED talk. And look at what happens when she sits down at a piano. Restaurants you could have brought me to in Colorado, you chose Hacienda. Why? Um, I
1: think I always love Mexican food. It's my favorite cuisine of food, and I love it too. and um, it's hard to get good Mexican food in places like you know Colorado, where it's kind of the middle of the country. Yes. And so I found this place called Hacienda. This is, I think, the first place we ever went to when we moved to Colorado to eat out. Really? Yeah. And it... I just fell in love with it. So now, we kind of come here anytime something happens. Like I do a speech or something goes really well or I get my report card and I have all A's, we come to Haciendas and it's
0: just a lot of fun. So eating out is is a celebration? Oh yeah. Hacienda Colorado is the perfect place for life celebrations. Located 30 minutes south of Denver, the enormous restaurant can seat up to 1,200 people but you'd never know it by the way the staff interacts with each customer. They specialize in Mexican food with a twist. They like to call it Mountain Mex. People love it, people like
1: it. We always make everything from scratch. Every one we prep every single item. So and you can tell the difference, it's really amazing. So when I heard them, this little kid, is Hacienda her favorite place? I'm like, wow. I was like really excited. We all,
0: as a team, we were like, wow, that's, that's really good, that's really amazing. It all starts with the freshest ingredients. They offer a made-to-order guacamole station table side, complete with your pick of onions, tomatoes, lime juice, garlic, salt, and jalapenos, to name a few. With seven sauces made from scratch and more than 40 tequilas on the menu, Hacienda Colorado doesn't let anyone walk away hungry. So this is where you come after a great report card. Oh yeah. <laughs> or a great speech or, or a great
1: speech or great something. <laughs>
0: It's only lunchtime, but Katanjali has already had a busy morning. The young scientist is in demand, nationally and internationally, as a keynote speaker, presenter, and a panelist
1: there are so many people out there who can benefit from this in the future so then I
0: get back up try again. Her audiences range from students to medical leaders to fellow scientists. She is a persuasive speaker and effective leader. Before meeting me today, Gitanjali spoke to Colorado Succeeds about her passion for problem-solving.
1: It's time to realize that innovation isn't really an option anymore. It's a necessity. And I believe my school is taking the first steps into making that a reality.
0: So naturally, it makes sense for us to meet at Hacienda Colorado, Gitanjali's favorite place to dine after a job well done. I really believe people's favorite restaurants is kind of the beginning of understanding them yeah. and, and the beginning of their story. So I'm so honored that you brought me here to Hacienda to hear your story. Gitanjali Rao's story begins in 2005 in Columbus, Ohio. Her parents, Barathi and Ram Rao, both computer engineers, recognized her love of learning and started her in school a year early. Ram's job took the family, including her six-year-old brother Anu, from Columbus to Nashville to Lone Tree, Colorado, where Gitanjali is finishing up eighth grade at STEM School Highlands Ranch. It's a specialized school where innovation is at the center of learning, described as a think tank meets learning lab. It's a place that gives students a chance to nurture their love for science. Are we ready to yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So can, I you? Um, can I do a cheese enchilada with rice and beans on the side?
0: and I will do chicken tacos. And I have, is am I wrong? But you have a special dessert that you love here. What yeah. is it?
1: I like the sopapillas here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll bring those right out. Okay? Awesome, thank, thank you.
0: you. So one of the things that I'm really so impressed by and inspired by is when the Flint water crisis started, you kind of looked at it in a different way. Tell me about that experience. Did you watch it on TV? Yeah, I heard
1: about it on the news. Um, like, when I was nine, so, four years ago, and it was, it was just such an upcoming and big event Mm -hmm. on the news, and I saw it like every day for a while, and it was just so weird that they kept talking about it, but they never did anything about it, so I kind of wanted to take that first step and jump into action, mainly because there were so many kids my age being affected, and it just didn't seem fair that I could have clean water to drink, but they couldn't.
0: In 2014, residents of Flint, Michigan, started to complain that their water smelled. It was causing rashes and tasted like metal, but they were told by officials the water was fine, nothing was wrong. Tests showed differently. The water was so polluted, the local General Motors plant stopped using it because it was corroding engine parts. Residents who drank the water unknowingly had exposed themselves to highly dangerous toxins making them and their children very sick. Okay, so you're thinking to yourself, why isn't anyone doing anything? Exactly. But how did you then go to think, I could do something about it?
1: So I knew the idea of inventing and coming up with innovations, and I'd always loved science ever since an early age. So I I guess my first instinct is to always go the scientific approach. And I realized that No, there's so many different problems, but there's not many solutions to it. So if you go tackle it scientifically, you could probably find one of those solutions.
0: So you wanted to come at it from a scientific mindset. Yeah. Here's a problem, how can I solve it? Exactly. Okay. Okay. What do we have here? Table block. Oh, Oh, amazing. This is fun. Do you like everything in it? I love everything in it. Me
1: too, me too. I think my dad always says that you can always tell the quality of a restaurant by like their starters, so like the chips, the guac, and so like once I tasted the guac here, I was like, I'm coming back every day. <laughs> this is this is my
0: house. I so. think your dad's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Ciro continue making this guac, but I'm so fascinated by the rest of the story. So you lead with empathy. You, right. You're watching the news. You're thinking to yourself, there's something I can do, and then the next step is. I'm going to approach this from a scientific way. Tell me about that.
1: I've always approached things scientifically. I'll be like scrolling through the news or something and I'll see some news about I guess for this one, it was using carbon nanotube sensors to detect hazardous gases in the air. And I just found that so fascinating.
0: And... (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Because who doesn't? Was that just an idea you had? Or how did you know that it could also be used to detect lead and water? I had
1: no clue that it would actually work. It was just an idea. And most of my ideas that I come up with, it's like the eighth or ninth or tenth idea. So when I created my device first, it was a cardboard box With literally a computer processor stuck on top to it with like scotch tape, and wires poking out the back, and it was hollow. Like it was. It was not
0: pretty. No, not pretty. Not at all. Oh my goodness! Thank you. It's amazing. It's incredible. Thank you so much. Explain to me what you invented.
1: So I created a device to detect lead in water faster and cheaper than the current techniques that they use today. And it's based on carbon nanotube sensor technology and it gives you results on an app that I created on
0: your phone. And I I love how you said faster and more economically feasible. Yeah. And that was really important because we know that in Flint this couldn't have been a device that was super expensive. It had to be you know something that any person can buy.
1: Something I always say is that water shouldn't come for a price. Like, clean water is a right to everyone, and so it's important to me that it's, you know, it's inexpensive and that people can actually use it without having to worry about having to pay a lot of money for it.
0: Gattonjali speaks about her invention with such confidence, but that invention didn't happen overnight. She's two years into the project and still waiting on testing and the patent to clear before it can hit the shelves. It has been a lesson in perseverance and extreme patience. What do you think it is about you that watched the Flint water crisis and thought this is something I could do, this is a problem and there is a solution and I'm going to try to tackle it?
1: <laughs>
0: Enjoy that chip.
1: Um, I think that the idea is, my, my, I actually never have actually correctly answered this question because I don't know <laughs> what about me makes me want to do that. Um, my parents' days, because they've always put me in uncomfortable situations since I was, like, two. <laughs> so
0: They put you in uncomfortable situations.
1: Stuff that I didn't want to do at all. And it kind of helped me gain a liking for so many things. And it, it makes me the passionate, determined person I am today. And um, I can't really see it any other way.
0: Oh, thank you. What do we have here?
1: We have your cheese enchiladas with rice and beans and your chicken tacos with corn
0: Thank you so awesome.
1: much.
0: Awesome. Is there anything else I can get for you, too? Thanks. I'm great. I'm great, too. Thank you. Oh, this looks so good. Okay. Let's try this. Is Gina, when you come, do you always get the same thing?
1: I do a little switching around. Okay. And so I experiment. Okay. And I find my top three choices. Okay. And when I come back, depending on my mood, I exchange.
0: You got top three and you go with one. Oh, yeah. You always switch it up. And it
1: works amazingly. Okay. So. <laughs> I have like, I have like an algorithm for, this is why I'm an inventor.
0: You even approach your Mexican food with scientifically. With with an algorithm. (laughs) With an algorithm, okay. (laughs) We'll have more from our delicious meal in just a minute. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Now back to the table. Where would we, we be in life without cheese? I know. <laughs> so you start with a vague idea. Sometimes it's with scotch tape and, and, and stuck together. And then what happens? Barely stuck together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, I have to keep going. Like... I know, I'm not going to give this to people. Right. It's not going to work. And so I have to, even if I'm like at the point where I'm about to give up and like this isn't working, I know that there's so many people out there who are facing this problem and I want to help them. Right. And so I take the first steps by designing the outer cage, by 3D printing it, by you know, creating little changes to the circuit of it. And... I always know that I need to make the iterations, even though I necessarily
0: don't want to. Right. Gitanjali's invention, Tethys, is now in the testing phase. When it hits the market, it will be available and affordable to everyone. It has been a long journey of trial and error, and it has taken tenacity and extreme patience. But as she said, it's knowing that someone out there needs her. And what is your why? What keeps you going through all those iterations? So
1: I think it's knowing that people are out there who need my help. Like there still hasn't been so too much done for the Flint water crisis yet. And isn't that something? It's It's been so long. It's crazy. And they had it for like a couple years before that, too, even before they knew they had lead in their water.
0: Gitanjali had never even been to Michigan when she began to create a device that would test water for lead. She decided to visit Flint, Michigan and meet some of the victims firsthand. Tell me about going to Flint, Michigan. Yeah. What, why did you go and what was the experience like? So I went to Flint, Michigan just to
1: get an idea of what I was like looking at. Um, I didn't do any testing there both times I went. It was kind of just to do community service, um, hand out water, and kind of go for my cause rather than just you know sitting back. And it, it, was, it was just scary to be there. We had to live on bottled water for just two days and we finished like a whole crate of them. So that's when I kind of realized that bottled water is not a long-term solution. So it really helped me um, define that problem further as well as kind of give back to the community.
0: What was it like to meet some of the victims of the Flint water crisis? How was that experience? It
1: It was something that I could never imagine happening because I obviously have clean water to drink every day, but it's scary to see that in our country, um, we, everybody seems so fortunate, but then there's this whole side of it where people don't even have clean water to drink.
0: What advice would you give to someone in your shoes, someone who's nine watching TV and sees a problem, someone who's 11, who's inventing something for the first time? What advice would you give them to help them in their journey?
1: I think it would be to not be afraid to fail because that was the one thing that kind of helped me back from inventing is that scared portion of my brain that was like if I fail then I'm gonna feel really really upset and then I realized that the worst thing that's gonna happen is it's not gonna work and you can just try again like you're not like on a tap like it's not as you don't have to pay every time you try
0: (laughs) okay you're in eighth grade So, what does the future look like for you?
1: So, I want to work in the field of biomedical engineering. So, like genetics and um, like things with curing diseases. It's kind of something I've been really, really interested in lately.
0: Thank God, we need someone in that area. We need you. Oh my goodness! Amazing. Those look incredible. Thank you so much. So, this is basically fried dough.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so then salmon. on the inside you can put this some oh. save, some strawberry
0: sauce. And then do you put ice cream on them? I put
1: ice cream on them and then do strawberry sauce. Okay. That's well,
0: amazing. OK, I'm doing it the way you do okay. it. Go ahead. Okay. This is delicious. This is really, really. The strawberry is awesome.
1: a yeah, strawberry adds a kick. Tethys is what the device is named. It's named after the Greek goddess of fresh water. I'm into mythology as well, so. Mm-hmm. Um, So how it works is it's based on carbon nanotube sensor technology and so I have a carbon nanotube with chloride ions in it so when it's dipped into water with lead, the lead in the water sticks to the chloride ions forming lead chloride molecules and that increases the amount of resistance to the flow of current and decreases the conductivity, this is a lot. Um, Why are you laughing?
0: (laughs) You think I don't understand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the drop in the conductivity is exactly correlated to the amount of lead in water. And so the app is able to take in that value and kind of process it so it knows if there's more lead, then, you know, if it's a higher resistance value, then it is critical. If it's a little bit lower, it's slightly contaminated. And then if there's no resistance value at all or very, very low resistance value, then there's no lead in water.
0: How much of what you just said did you know when you first had the idea?
1: Maybe like 1%.
0: A lot of people will be watching and saying, she's clearly brilliant, she's intelligent, she knows. But I think it's really important that people know that when you had this idea, you didn't know. You just had an idea. You went about all of the work of learning all this to make sure you were on the right track. Yeah. I mean, that's inspiring. It really
1: is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no one can really do it from scratch without having people to help them. My STEM school is absolutely amazing. We're kind of like the future of schools. Um, Like me personally, I don't want to see anything called like a STEM school ever again. It should all be STEM schools. So we've got computer science and engineering as core subjects, and they've just absolutely helped me in any way possible to like have some of those aha moments, is right. what I'm saying.
0: So you have all of the resources to help you invent something, yeah. to help you put it out there, and that probably has been everything for you.
1: And the best part is, like, I wasn't even doing this as a part of school. So I'd come at, like, the weekends, and Ms. Richardson would be in there. She'd be like, hey, you can come into the lab now, and so.
0: You'd be working on this on the weekends? On
1: the weekends, or, like, days when students didn't come to school, but teachers came to school, I'd be in the lab. <laughs>
0: There is clearly a shortage of women in in math and science. What do you think is the reason why?
1: Mainly the idea of there aren't many role models in the STEM field. Um, Again, there's not many people, but then there's also the media that portrays more men as scientists than women, while it kind of should be the other way. Um, that should portray more women, mainly because there aren't more women in science.
0: Gitanjali, thank you so much for being on To Dine For, <laughs> and thank you for sharing your story. You are an inspiration. Thank
1: you.
0: This is awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. Yes. After a fantastic meal at Gitanjali's favorite spot, I wanted a chance to see what the rest of her life in Colorado looks like and talk to her about the pressures of being a prodigy you got to be willing to put yourself out there. Right. You know, you can be smart enough to have a great idea like you did. Mm -hmm. But you have to also be courageous enough to put yourself out there. Have there been a lot of people who have criticized you or maybe what they call haters?
1: There definitely are haters. And I just do my best to ignore them because I know, you know, they're not, it's not like really a personal attack or anything. It's kind of just to grab
0: the attention. And you live here with?
1: I live here with my mom, my dad, my little brother, okay. and currently my grandparents, too. Oh, your grandparents yeah, are Oh,
0: that's wonderful. At home, it's hard to believe Gatanjali is the same girl who is out solving the world's problems. She's a typical teenager with a list of hobbies like singing, fencing, and baking but with her piano playing, there's nothing typical about her talent.
1: This is called fantasy dance.
0: Full of life, uh, very diligent, very persistent. Barathi Rao says life with Gitanjali is an adventure. Her young daughter has always had a deep sense of empathy and all of her work towards this invention is no surprise.
1: Uh, It wasn't surprising for us because we have always seen her grow that way. She always says the worst thing that's going to happen is this telling me no, and she tries that with me as well. She would ask me for something and she'll say, "What worst case, you would tell me no, so I'll at least give it a try. So I think that's helped her along to go every step of the way. Uh, She would uh, impetuously run to something and she wanted to solve problems. Like, uh, I remember when she was three years old, uh, she came with me to a hospital where a friend was sick and she was like, what can make them happy? And I said, yes, there are many things, but music is one of them. Sometimes there are music therapies. The next thing she did was she spoke to her piano teacher and she started going to cancer hospitals and started
0: playing piano. That's amazing! Yay! Yeah. Bravo! Uh, so that's nine and a half years. How yeah. often do you practice? Um, once a day. Once for a day, like 30 minutes to an hour. How do so. you fit everything in? You're inventing. You're solving the world's problems, and you're learning how to play the piano beautifully. <laughs> how do you get? how is does your time management work? I don't know how it
1: <laughs> works. It's. I think it's just because I. I love what I'm doing, so I just make it work.
0: You just make it. <laughs> I work. just make it work. I had no idea what to expect when I decided to have lunch with Gitanjali. What I learned was that at 13 years old, she's as fun and charming a lunch guest as anyone of any age. An inventor. She earned that title when she began to solve a humanitarian crisis. While the world sat and watched and did little, Gitanjali got going. Working on a solution from thousands of miles away, she saw a problem that maybe, just maybe, she could solve. She didn't know how, but she started. Sure, she's smart, but that's not what makes Gitanjali special. It's that she had the deep empathy to care and the courage to begin. Makes you wonder, what else will this young phenom do? Thanks for listening to To Dine For the podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at To Dine For TV and Facebook at To Dine For with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For the podcast, American National and Spiritless. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golmer. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon.